say less to the person that is no longer in your life or the person that's hurt you or disappointed you and just focus on healing focus on what you can learn from this because regardless of whether you communicate with that person or not you will have to process so the sooner you start that the better in my opinion hi welcome back to friend crush i'm your host amber akilla This is my podcast where I talk about stuff and things, cute, chaotic, and critical thinking. You can follow me on Instagram at amberakilla. The meme account for this podcast is at friend.crush on Instagram. Follow me at amberakilla, TikTok, Spotify, SoundCloud, Tumblr, Twitter. I mean, some things I'm more active on than others, but you know. (laughs) If you want to find me on the internet, that's where I am. I hope everyone is doing well. Coming to you from Beijing. I'm in Beijing for work. I've simultaneously like fallen behind and also caught up on the podcast. So I'm literally filming slash recording this like on Monday and this episode is going to come out on Tuesday. I try and do like batch recordings, but I just was like so busy over the last few weeks. I wasn't able to record new episodes but I have been you know thinking and like restructuring and ideating episode topics in the meantime I I think I'm getting a sore throat so I have this like lemon honey concoction with me hoping I don't get worse and that tonight I can finish recording post the podcast watch succession eat my dinner noodles and dumplings because I'm staying in like a servicey apartment hotel in Beijing because I'm here for a week so I wanted to like stay somewhere where I would have like a little kitchenette so I could make food if I wanted to just stay in the hotel and not go out because honestly like going out in Beijing can be so inconvenient sometimes today I went to a yoga class and the mall that the studio is in is not that far from where I'm staying but because of the way that the roads are designed in Beijing and the city structured and then like the traffic I had to leave like 45 minutes before the class and for me like I don't want to have to leave more than half an hour before I go to exercise because I'm would rather just not exercise if I'm going to be honest so I think tomorrow I'm just going to do yoga on a towel in my hotel room I did buy a travel yoga mat but I didn't pack it because I thought they would have one here. Actually, I should ask the front desk if they have yoga mats so I can borrow. Anyway, (laughs) today's episode is going to be an extension of a TikTok video that I made recently talking about the difference between talking about the difference between healing a broken heart and tending to a bruised ego. Because I think these two things, I think, okay, my personal opinion is that they're two different experiences one heartbreak has a lot more to do with your emotions and like sadness overwhelming grief and ego has more to do with your self-concept like how could this happen to me what did I do wrong or how could they have done this to me and I think that just because and you can be dealing with these things like simultaneously and it's not like a hard like a separation between the two things I think there's definitely overlap like sometimes you can't tell if it's a broken heart or a bruised ego or a bit of both but I think just 
having an awareness of how these two things can be true for you at a certain period in time will allow you to be more intentional with what you can do to make yourself feel better or how you can just like be more present in your healing processing process. I don't think this exists just in a romantic context either because love as an experience is something that I think is neutral in the sense that you don't need to be like in love. It doesn't have to be like sexually charged for it to be love because I think that love is an action. I've spoken about this in like much earlier podcast episodes and I'll do a revised version eventually, but love to me is an action. It's about wanting to further your own spiritual growth or the spiritual growth of another person, whether it's self-love or love between two people. So with this definition in mind, you can be practicing love in a number of different contexts. And this also extends and connects to the way that love is understood in a political sense when we talk about wanting to progress in society and how love is the only way for us to get there. This isn't about love as a feeling, like having to have loving feelings to towards the people that might be oppressing you, towards the people that might be doing harm to you. It's about practicing love, extending yourself in order to try to understand where this other person is coming from so that you can create common ground. And whether or not that is mutual is, you know, a different thing, but being able to have empathy for people who might not have empathy for you so that you can try to close the gap between you and them, right? And it doesn't mean that when you attempt to do that, if they continue to wrong you, that you should allow that by any means. You still need to have boundaries as well. But I think having a more nuanced understanding of how love is experienced, how love is practiced is really important, not just in terms of your relationship with yourself, your relationship with the people that you're close with, and then society in general. You know, this is the thesis of Friend Crush. It is not just about dating, but talking about things through the lens of dating seems to uh, seems to be like the universal language through which people can understand like these different dynamics. So that's what I'm trying to do here. So, you know, you can be heartbroken in a friend breakup. You can be heartbroken in a familial relationship. You can be heartbroken in a work relationship. You know, a lot of the times you spend more time with your coworkers than you do with your friends or your family, you know, at certain points in your life. So there is a type of intimacy that comes with work relationships. You know, there's like a statistic that talks about how there is a statistic that observes how a lot of people meet their partners through work and, you know, the work wife, work husband phenomenon. So there is a type of intimacy that comes with working relationships. And then also, you know, in romantic relationships, of course, as well, heartbreak, ego bruise, ego bruising also occurs. I think we can understand the ego bruising a lot more easily when it comes to like friendships and work relationships, but essentially like any human, intimate human dynamic connection can be, can deal with these things when they, when the relationship comes to an end or when you experience some kind of conflict. So heartbreak, I would characterize as more this emotional fraying that occurs when the intimacy that you're experiencing with a person is starting to there starts to be distance in that intimacy okay so at one point you're very close and now in the separation 
the ways in which you've become emotionally intertwined start to untangle. And when it's like against your will and not something that that you're prepared for, it's like emotional tearing. Okay. So messy. And this is why I think it's really important to process your emotions because I think for most people, it takes a lot longer than you think it does because you want to believe that oh, your emotions change and therefore like you're over something because you're sad one second and then you're happy again. So you're over it, but you don't know when that feeling is going to come back and you're going to have to process it again. So I think that it's important to give yourself that time because it sets you up so much better for whatever you're going to experience next, because you will have processed it. You'll be clean slate or as clean as you can get before you enter the next thing. You can be as present as you can in that. And then, you know, the process continues in that way. When you're running away from your feelings and processing them and thinking that you can just distract yourself with something that might give you like some positive stimulation, recipe for disaster love, you're going to be running around in circles and you never know when that tsunami is going to hit you. And I think something that I've observed in myself recently is because I think I've been lucky and cursed in the last few years to have the time to learn to process my emotions in a more intentional way and become aware of them in more intentional ways and giving myself the space to process. When I think about like previous experiences that I've had that used to be very triggering for me, I'm no longer that triggered by them. So say like four or five years ago, if I would think about like a traumatic event that I went through five, 10 years prior to then, I would get really emotionally triggered and I would be able to like re I was like re-traumatizing myself, like experiencing that thing again through the thought. And obviously like therapy has had a really big part in helping me to neutralize those memories. But I think moving forward, like I've gone through a lot in the last, not even year. And when I think about those experiences now, they're not as emotionally charged as they would have been for me if it was me like five years ago. So now I feel like I can move forward with a healthier emotional body. And it doesn't mean that I'm not still like upset when I think about things that were sad or things that were traumatic and I don't still get emotionally triggered, but nowhere near the same level that I used to experience. So I can like speak from experience learning to process, giving yourself the space to do that rather than thinking you have to rush healing from heartbreak in order to appease your ego, which is what we often do as well. You are so much better off long-term. You know, I don't think about things in my past and wonder what could have been, wonder if it could have been different because yeah, I've been able to process it. It doesn't mean that I don't go through that in the initial stages of processing, but I'm not like dragging that along with me because I'm avoiding processing. Does that make sense? So yeah, heartbreak has a lot to do with the emotional fraying that occurs. I think when you're emotionally close with someone, intimate with someone in a romantic context, if you're emotionally and physically intimate with someone, when then suddenly not in your life anymore, when you suddenly don't have that emotional closeness, it's natural for you to go through some kind of withdrawal and for that withdrawal to be painful. And also there's going to be overlap in the treatment of like a bruised ego and a broken heart. Like some things apply to both and some are more important for one than the other. So I think that when it comes to your broken heart, it's like wallowing and allowing yourself to just like cocoon in a dark room, 
feel sad, sleep in, watch a sad movie, listen to sad music, journal about being sad. Like I think that is kind of what we associate with processing heartbreak, you know. It's this like isolation that you sort of need to just like tend to your wounds. If you have a broken arm, you don't rush to like use that arm in order to make the arm better, okay? You need to like let it rest. You need to bandage it. You might need to put a cast on it. You need to be gentle with it. That's what you need to do when you are dealing with heartbreak. Be gentle with yourself. Give yourself more grace than you normally would to tend to your emotional wounds, okay? So whatever it is that you would need to do, to let the feelings wash over you, observe how you feel and just get used to feeling that discomfort in your body. It's very uncomfortable to be sad, to be brokenhearted, to have this emotional fraying. But if you don't experience it, then you're at risk of it coming back to bite you in the ass later. You might start essay texting your ex You might be drunk texting in the club. You might be drunk replying. No. Maybe tending to your heartbreak also involves like reminiscing and um, looking at old pictures or whatever, mourning, grieving, okay, being dramatic. That's healing your broken heart. And obviously, initially, you might spend a bit more time doing this and then later down the line, shorter amounts of time. And I think also like something that my therapist literally told me to do many years ago she was like just set a timer for 20 minutes and allow yourself to be sad and then pick yourself back up again and get back to work and that that is helpful you know that's good advice but you obviously need to like work it in a sustainable way so you don't want to force yourself into like toxic hustle mentality and you don't want to enable yourself into toxic self-pity but use that kind of strategy uh in a way that is going to be beneficial to you. Maybe you catch yourself victimizing and um, self-pitying in a way that isn't actually helping you process and maybe setting you back. That's when that 20 minute or one hour timer is going to come in handy. But if you're like rushing yourself to heal and you're like, I just need 20 minutes, like then maybe you need to set aside a little bit more time than you normally would for yourself to let yourself process. Okay. So we must be nuanced and aware of an intentional in how we use these strategies. So yeah, heartbreak, wallowing, ego. I love this topic because the bruised ego is so complex. The ego in and of itself is very complex because it's just something that exists within your mind okay like your emotions you can feel that sensation in your body but your ego is your self-concept and like you're not always aware of how you see yourself and how other people see you and how that contributes to how you see yourself okay so like I kind of live in the I pretend I don't see it most of the time because in order for me to like function as a human being and like be authentic I need to think a lot less about how other people see me because If I know too much, then I might like be too mindful about what I'm doing and how that might appease people or get me approval from people I don't even really care about Um, rather than just like doing what I want to do and connecting with people that actually appreciate that. You know what I mean? 
So the ego, bruised ego usually has to do with like, how could this happen to me? How, or like, how come they rejected me before I got to reject them? Or who do they think they are treating me in this way? Or um, am I not enough? Am I not good enough? What did I do wrong? What could I do better? What do I not have that this person has decided like they don't want anything to do with me? Depending on like the context of your breakup, right? Or like, so I think for ego and self-concept, we build our self-concept in the most tangible ways when we are actually doing things. Like it's easy for people to daydream about who they want to be what they want to do and think that that is who they are but if you're not actually doing anything not taking any steps towards that then it's just a fantasy and it's not reality and then you are at risk of like splitting your identity and being delusional in a way that's not beneficial to you like being delusional can be helpful sometimes but one of the reasons why I don't feed in to like the being delusional, uh, what's the term that people use? Bimbo mindset. For me personally, I don't want to like fracture my identity and have it like so not rooted in reality. So that's why I use something like being hot and having fun because I can define what I think being hot is and what I think having fun is and have that be connected to things that I do and things that I enjoy and things that bring me joy. So that's why I think like being hot and having fun is important because that's like actions. I'm being hot and I'm having fun, not in the conventional way, like beauty standard way, but in a way that I feel good in a way that makes me feel engaged and present. That's what being fun is for me. And I think that when you just think about things in terms of like bimbo mentality, you are at risk of like dumbing yourself down and denying yourself nuance that might be helpful. That's just my personal opinion. Obviously, that's also possible when it comes to being hot and having fun, which is why I say it's really important to define being hot and having fun. Those words can be defined very differently for each person, but I think bimbo has too many connotations with like being dumb um, that that's why I kind of like steer away from it because being hot and having fun is like, okay, you don't care about the things that you can't control, but you care about the things that you can control. And I feel like bimbo as a term doesn't really allow you that much nuance. So yes. (laughs) So when it comes to your ego, doing things is important. So if you're really angry, I think that that is like, It can be from heartbreak, but it can also be from fear and it can also be from defensiveness that comes from feeling like you've been wronged and your sense of self being like attacked or taking a hit in some way. So when it comes to any like major transition or loss, L that your ego might be taking, boxing classes, physical activity, dance classes, finding a way to connect with your body and exert energy. So like I have said in the training for a breakup episode, I think just book a boxing class. You don't have to become a boxer. You don't have to be good at boxing, but it's great to just punch shit sometimes, especially when you're dealing with a bruised ego. You don't even need to go to that many classes. Like just 
do a trial class at like two different studios and you'd be amazed at how cathartic it is to imagine that a punching bag is your ex or someone that's wronged you and that you're punching it. It's better than that is actually like so much more restorative for you because you are actually exerting energy in a tangible way, also using like mental visualization and like you can decide how that person is responding to this action without having to actually like speak to them or need anything from them. One of the types of therapies like hypnotherapy where you use visualization and you don't actually need to talk to the person that's wronged you, but you can mentally, like your therapist will guide you by placing you in that situation again, but giving you control. And I think that that's what these like physical activities can also help you to do because you're not just mentally visualizing, but you're also physically exerting energy. So book yourself a boxing class. Dance class, I think is so radical and helpful for overall well-being and just like healing as well. Like whatever type of dance interests you, you know, you don't have to be good at it. Just let music and movement guide you, heal you and get that endorphin release also for women especially like dance especially a lot of contemporary dances that use like sexy songs it will connect you to your sexual energy without requiring you to like have sex you know what I mean and I think that is so radical because there is this idea that you need to be having to be a sexual person but that's not actually the case and you discover that when you learn how to dance when you participate in movement and you don't even have to do like a class if you get really nervous in groups but trust me if you do like nobody cares if you're not as good as everybody else everyone's there to learn that's what I love about dance class everyone's there just have a good time if people are judging you it's on them not on you okay everyone starts from somewhere and it's great to have a sense of humor about not having rhythm as well and slowly getting better and slowly connecting with your body more. It improves your posture. It improves your confidence. There are things, you know, you should do it regardless of whether you're heartbroken or ego bruised or not. So dance class, super radical. You can just watch YouTube videos at home and learn a K-pop dance at home or learn a routine at home trust me okay coming from someone who used to hate physical activity I feel like if I don't do some kind of exercise two days in a row that my body is going to like shatter (laughs) and I used to hate exercise okay like I think this week is probably the longest I've gone without even just doing like a little stretch in the morning like 10 minutes I consider 10 minutes physical activity 10 minutes of stretching physical activity and I just felt like so gross after the yoga class today I had lunch with my friend and he was like oh my god you're glowing and I was like thank you (laughs) so radical like yoga and pilates is okay but I think it's the connection of music and movement that is so radical that's how humans express themselves and connect to themselves throughout history and only in modern life where everything is 
monetized and like these sorts of things are gatekept as if you need to be talented to participate in them that's kind of like separated us from this human like the human experience of connecting with your body through music connecting with others through music and movement so dance class another thing is learning a new skill similar to physical activity when you learn something new your self-concept changes because now you know how to do something you didn't know how to do before and being intentional and aware of that process is also really important too because I mean I would hope that you're like learning and gaining new knowledge at all different stages of your life whether you're aware of it or not but when you are aware and when you are intentional I think it can be very radical and I think about the things that I've learned in between different like romantic or like friendship breakups connections etc and it's like different phases of my life and different identities that I've had based on the things that I could do the things that I knew so learning a new skill I'm sure that in the process of your breakup or I'm sure I'm sure in the process of your relationship or your friendship or the job that you're quitting there has been something that you've been curious about and you've wanted to learn more about but you just kind of put on the back burner because you were focused on making this relationship work making this job work making this friendship work so now that that person or that situation is no longer at the forefront of your mind in terms of you trying to manage you can redivert that energy into learning something new gaining a new skill you don't have to become a pro you just have to do something that you enjoy and that sparks your interest it will change how you see yourself and it takes time as well another thing journaling thought dumping this is relevant to both heartbreak and also ego bruising but ego bruising especially especially when it comes to the anger thing and like the feeling of injustice thought dumping writing out how you feel writing out what you wish you could tell this person never having to read it again and just getting it out of your system is so like so helpful so important because I think when you reach the end point of any type of relationship or situation, there isn't really much else that can be said to that person that's going to change your situation or that's going to make the healing process better. Because if you were able to communicate, if it was possible to continue, that's what you would be doing. You wouldn't be in this state of heartbreak or ego bruising. So I feel like there are lots of things that you wish that you could say to this person oftentimes or that you feel weren't communicated but it's probably too late for that. And the way that you process that is not by insisting that you communicate with that person. It's by just writing it all out whenever it comes up for you. Being consistent for maybe like a month, 10 minutes every morning, I think is really helpful. If anything, I think even like three months. And then after that, you can just like thought dump about it when it comes up every now and then in your notes app which is what I've been doing recently. And now I want to get into like a more consistent habit again of like morning thought dumps. <clears throat> but yeah, journaling, so radical. Say less to the person that is no longer in your life or the person that's hurt you or disappointed you and just focus on healing. Focus on what you can learn from this because regardless of whether you communicate with that person or not, you will have to process. So the sooner you start that, the better, in my opinion. 
thought dumping. What else? Am I missing anything? Once you've started the physical activity, being consistently thought dumping, ego bruise, now you start to get out there and be social. You need to reconnect with people that you care about or make new connections with people, even if they're just fleeting, you know. Go somewhere, have a little flirt, talk to some people about new opportunities, reconnect with your friends, go out and have fun. That's important because sometimes you have a bruised ego and you're treating it like a heartbreak and you think you have to stay inside, you don't want to be social, but in reality, you need to get out there. You need to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You need to feel a new kind of discomfort, especially if you're dealing with heartbreak. Like, you know, I think towards the end of heartbreak, that's when you start dealing with the ego bruise heartbreak first because it's more physically overwhelming ego bruise later when you come towards the tail end of your heartbreak processing then you can start putting yourself out there instead of feeling the discomfort of the emotional tearing you need to feel the discomfort of creating new connections new emotional connections right put yourself out there and obviously like these processes have overlap it's not like one after the other Sometimes it's a bit of this, then a bit of that, and you're able to do both. I don't want to make it seem like this is a linear process or that you can just get over it within like a very specific amount of time. Everybody's going to be a bit different. But I think it's really interesting when you see people jump from relationship to relationship. Either you're a psychopath or a sociopath or whatever, and or either they are, and they haven't, they don't have anything to process. That means that there was no connection there for them which is not on you, okay, it's on them. Or they are so avoidant and so unaware of their emotions or so, yeah, like so deep in their own repression and denial that they think that getting into a new relationship straight after a previous one is going to make their problems go away, is going to make the pain that they might be feeling in another emotional connection go away by starting a new one. No way, honey. I personally don't understand how you can process a loss while also healthily creating a new connection. Like that is so wild to me. I, I don't have the emotional capacity for that. And I'm really amazed at the people who've convinced themselves that they do. And I, I mean, I'm sure maybe that is possible for some, but definitely not for me. (laughs) And it's such a disservice to everybody involved, especially to yourself when you do that. Like you don't realize or I don't think people that do that realize how they think they're helping themselves, but they're actually setting themselves further behind from not only their own growth, but also the potential of them having a healthy relationship moving forward. And then even having a chance with the person who they've disappointed or who they've lost you know because everybody always wants to circle back don't they it's always the people that haven't processed that want to circle back and it's funny because they haven't processed the other person might have and that gap is what makes it impossible for them to find common ground again you know because they've the person that has processed has a new self-concept completely different to the one that they had when they were with this person that's come back so like (laughs) if that person hasn't done any processing they're the same as they were before the person that has processed is like I don't want to go back to something that I've already done I can't go back to that version of myself because they don't exist anymore this is why like I don't talk about like how to get your ex back or 
I don't want people to think that it matters whether they come back or not, because you need to focus on building a new self-concept, growing and learning from this. Then you can see if that person comes back, whether you even want them in your life anymore. Like, because without doing that processing, you'll never actually know if it's worth it in a real and authentic way. So I think being open to the ways in which you can change and redefine yourself and be in control of that to a certain degree is so freeing because when you're in a state of heartbreak, when you realize that you have a bruised ego, it feels like it's so out of your control and that you need all these external things to make this internal pain and this internal chaos go away. But in reality, you have more power and control than you realize, but it just takes effort and it takes baby steps and it takes compounding on that progress giving yourself the grace of like falling off the wagon every now and then but picking yourself back up that's going to make such a big difference and it's going to be so much more sustainable long term and you just have to have patience and I think something that is also really important in both of these processes is to spend less time on social media because if you are constantly online and comparing yourself to other people that is subconsciously creating comparisons in your mind that might be adversely affecting like your ability to heal and process so limiting your time on social media is really important no stalking of the ex okay you have to limit the stalking of the ex So whether that's unfollowing, removing as a follower, blocking, muting, you know, depending on the severity of the situation, I can't determine that for you. I personally think if someone has disappointed you or disrespected you, it's an unfollow and a remove follower. It can feel really difficult to do that, especially when your ego is bruised or when you're heartbroken. You're like, oh, I don't want to lose them. Oh, I still want access to them. You still want their validation. That's all the more reason to remove or to unfollow because you want to be able to build a self-concept that is not no longer tied to the ghost of the emotional connection that you have with that person if you want to give that person another chance in the future I think they need to re-enter your life from a state of neutrality as a new person you know and that's very rare that that's possible But that's why it's very rare that you can get back together with somebody that has hurt you and is capable of taking accountability and creating a new, healthier foundation for you to have a relationship or connection on, you know? Because there are situations where you might finish a job amicably. There is no heartbreak. There is no ego bruising. And you can work together at a later date with ease. But... If you finish a job, you've been underpaid, you've been disrespected, and then that person comes back to want to work with you, you're like, well, you haven't atoned for the wrongs committed against me the last time I worked with you, so why would I do that again? And that applies to relationships too, you know. Some relationships end very amicably. There's no beef, there's no hard feelings, and you drift apart or whatever, circumstances realign and it's workable. That's not what I'm talking about here, okay? I'm talking about emotional tearing. I'm talking about 
you want to scream and cry and throw up and you want to tell this person how you really feel. You want to shred them to pieces. In that case, unfollow, remove, block, whatever. It's normal to like have a little squiz every now and then. I think it's hard not to. But if you are someone who like obsessively stalks your exes, you need to stop if it's getting in the way of you healing because it's just like, why do that to yourself, you know? There's a reason why ignorance is bliss. And I think that unfollowing, removing, so helpful. If you really are someone who's trying to break the habit of stalking, I would say you set like a date in your calendar where you can be like, on this day in two weeks' time, I can have a look. (laughs) Or this day in a month's time, I'm going to let myself have a little squeeze and see how long you can go without doing it because it's not going to help you, you know, especially when it comes to bruised ego, it's like, and broken heart. What's going on in your head is what you need to process. So if you keep adding more shit into your brain, that's more shit that you have to process. That's more effort, okay? And me personally, I'm lazy. The less I need to do to get through something efficiently, the better. So I'm not going to fill my head with unhelpful imagery and content that's going to make me feel worse or that's going to give me more triggers and more things that I need to consider, more things I need to work through, more dance classes and boxing classes I need to attend, okay? I want to lie down. Remember that you don't have to do too much, okay? You don't want to do more than's necessary. And if you are creating more problems for yourself, you're going to need more solutions, which requires more effort, And you have control over, you know, you can't control whether problems come into your life or not, but you can control whether you exacerbate those problems or whether you invite more problems. We don't want to invite more problems, okay? We want to be hot and have fun. You only have a certain amount of energy a day. When you're heartbroken, when your ego bruised, you need to allocate more energy. That would usually go towards you having a good time to healing and processing so that you can have a good time. So... Be intentional with the way that you spend your time and energy. I'm not saying it's a perfect process, obviously not, but we want to set the standard and the bar high, okay? We'll give ourselves grace when it's not met. If you set it a little higher than you expect or than you think is possible, then you'll probably surpass your, like, underestimate and then you can give yourself a little treat. Am I right? Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, SoundCloud, Spotify, at Amber Killer. Instagram meme page at friend.crush. Remember to send in your feedback, your thoughts and feelings. I always appreciate it so much. I hope everyone's doing well. Drink lots of water. I'm going to make myself another lemon honey. Water and Bukhari as well. Warm water and Bukhari sweat drink my throat i'm gonna edit this i'm gonna watch succession i'm gonna pass out um yeah drink lots of water tell your friends and family that you love them stay hot and having fun go be a better person all the best to you if you're currently going through heartbreak if you're currently tending to a bruised ego this won't last forever trust me it feels like it will but it won't because the sun will come out tomorrow. Anyway, love you so much. I'll speak to you soon.